Blog Talk Radio. A podcast featuring Elvira Love and Phoenix LaFay, two out-of-the-room-closet professional witches with over 70 years' combined experience of making magic. This is a show on the LMC Radio Network. During each show, Elvira and Phoenix will help you create rituals, make spells, make potions, and much more besides. They'll spend time speaking about different goddesses from all over the world, paying attention to the ancient reverence of long-ago cultures and infusing it with a modern perspective. Elvira, Phoenix, take it away. Here we go. Yay, we're running down the road. (laughs) We're taking it away. Yeah, the thought of taking it away is, is like, where do we want to take it to? Yeah. Somewhere where it's quieter and there's harmony and beauty and the birds are singing and we can see them bringing flowers to us. I'm, I'm really working on the fairy land, the fairy tale land. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's healthy and gets along and there's no patriarchy or racism. I like it. Yeah, <laughs> cool that. It, it, we'll, we'll do that. We'll do that. It's... We just want to take the, the, actually, I just want to kind of envelop the world in it. That would be so great. Yeah. Do that. Uh, I agree. Anyway. Yeah. So here we are on a, since, uh, let's see, we've had a rerun. We've had an Equinox uh, rerun as well. And yep. um, we will be doing the uh, Major Arcana of the Star tonight, or today, yeah. actually, we're in the daytime. But we do need to let everyone know that we will be doing a rerun next week. For both of our sakes, we are busy with very intense personal things that we have um, kind of had leak into our our little world. So I think it's time that, you know, we just sort of, we make that. And maybe, maybe we might want to see um, about doing Ask a Witch when we come back. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing because we've been getting quite a few questions. I think that would be a good idea. Yeah, kind of, you know, jazz up our our energy here from being so uh, scholarly and, you know, with our talk about tarot cards and all. Yeah. I'm being facetious. We are are scholarly, but we never come across, we very rarely come across totally like that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, that would be silly. (laughs) I know. Ridiculous. So, and I will probably, I'm going to throw it at you. What was your, well, since it was a week, but it's been two weeks, how has your time from the last time we were live to now been? Yeah, you know, it's been, um, I'm feeling a bit worn down at the moment. So I'm just going to come clean with that now in case I burst out crying or (laughs) start laughing hysterically for no apparent reason. (laughs) Uh, I'm feeling, I'm feeling really uh, not myself and worn down and it's, you know, it's life stuff, like, you know, life stuff. It's, it's world stuff. It's just stuff. It's the stuff just feels, it just feels like too much stuff at the moment. So, you know, it's kind of where I am. My, my, partner Guion had to travel for business and and decided we decided it was best if he quarantined on his when he got home just to be safe and you know follow the rules and blah 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 so he got a couple of covid tests and 
Um, he's out of quarantine today or yesterday, actually, officially. So it's it's lovely, but it was two weeks, two weeks of him basically being locked in a bedroom and a bathroom. So I was doing everything for our household. I would, and you know, he's an early person because of his work, and I am not because of mine. <laughs> um, so. I was getting up early in the mornings to make him food and, and tea or coffee because he was starting his day. And I know if it was the reversed and I didn't have a cup of tea to start my day, it would be really hard for me to get going. So because he couldn't access our kitchen based on, you know, on the way our house is to honor the quarantine, I was doing all that. So I've been getting up early and I don't like it. I'm not good at it. And I, but I've not been going to bed early. I've been staying up like I normally would. So I am, Real tired. <laughs> this morning, I finally got, I slept until 9.15 this morning because it was the first time in two weeks like I just could sleep until I felt like waking up. I had no idea when I looked at the clock. I was like, holy shit, it's 9.15. That's crazy. Um, so, yeah, but, you know, I'm, and the other side of that is I, I bought a new carpet online, like an area rug, and it's so cute. And uh, it just arrived and, and our garden, the tomatoes are crazy. There's thousands of tomatoes and a, one little acorn squash. And I have one pumpkin that's still growing and I hope it makes it. It's, it's weird. I have a weird problem with squash. They like start to grow and then they immediately start to rot. So yeah. this is the only pumpkin that has, has passed that, that rot um, moment. So I'm, I'm praying I have one pumpkin that survives. Uh, so, you know, there's, and, and our kitten, we had to take him to the vet this week because he has an eye thing. And if you have not had to go to a vet since COVID, oh. it, it is, um, it's not fun. You know, you have to park and call them and they come out and collect your pet and bring it back in. And then you, you either wait in your car or you have to leave. And it's so hard to leave your little babies when you, you know, you want to hear what the doctor has to say. You want to make sure they're not scared. and Yeah, but he's okay. He, we just have to shove medicine okay. in his eyeball twice a day, which he loves. <laughs> Is that facetious? Yes. Yeah. I you know, imagine any I cat have... being pinned down with its eye poked, you know. They all love oh, it. Oh, yeah. Not even close. No, 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 no. Yeah, so, but really, I mean, everything keep saying this to people like everything's fine it's just the weight of the world is real heavy right now and it's gonna you know astrologically speaking and and culturally and looking at especially us here in the United States looking at what's coming in the next little like a little over a month with the elections um you know it's just intense and I I'm sorry I feel like I'm babbling now but mercury retrograde not mercury retrograde mercury retrograde is starting soon but we're in Mars retrograde and so tempers are short. And I'm seeing that. Like when I've been at the shop the last couple of weeks, the, you know, I'm on Main Street, so there's a lot of vehicle traffic. And I'm hearing more honking and cursing and yelling and people getting out of their cars and yelling at each I've never seen that before. In the five years I've owned the shop, I've never seen someone get out of their car and yell at someone. So, wow. you know, it's um, the intensity is extra right now. And I'm, I'm feeling that. Not enough mm-hmm. to yell at someone. It's more is making me want to hide, you know? Yeah. So yeah. blah, blah, blah. I've gone on for a long time. How are you? <laughs> how are oh, you yeah. Myself? How am I doing? Um, well, gee, gosh, golly. Um, I'm doing okay. You know, jeez, um, the way things are running, um, it was it was interesting when, when Ruth, Bader Ginsburg passed, and it was, I think, it came out on a Saturday, and I was, I mean, you know, I didn't necessarily follow the woman's career. I knew who she was. I was grateful for the kind of work she has, she did and had continued to do even in the middle of her illness and um, all of this, and to me, it was, I felt so sad and, and just mm-hmm. like everything went dim, literally. It felt the energy all went dim. And I, you know, I had a 
I had a coffee date on Saturday morning with one of my neighbors, and she has a, a fairly medium-sized porch, so she sits at one end near her door, and I sit at the other end, and we have coffee and chat and have our masks on and, you know, then sip our coffee and put a mask back up. And, um, you know, I had that, and then I had a client, um, which, you know, was, you know, called a call client. And then I just, I kind of had a real slow day, but it was, also because the, I just felt I wanted to get in and do some housework and some organizational stuff. I had like a little list. Um, I couldn't do it. I yeah. I kind of hung there, and mm-hmm. um, it was it was that way all the way through the day and the night. And when I went to bed, I still had that dimness. Um, and the next day, uh, luckily, it was my. Um, stepdaughter's birthday and it would be the first time that I get to see her in since we quarantined back in March you know just at the mid of March because I had just seen them and then we went into quarantine um and we were doing you know social distancing on patio and you know masks and you know I got her um uh, Starbucks uh pumpkin spice latte because I always do that because you know it's close enough everybody's starting in with all the pumpkin stuff so it's kind of <laughs> been my ritual forever with her and so I, it was almost, it was close enough to what we would call normal that, yeah. that brightened my day and brightened my energy. And I could follow through on the rest of what was going to be the week. And, um, you know, just trying to, to move with what's going on. It's been very intense, and, and obviously that's a word we use. And, and But somebody said to me, um, actually it was a, I belong to a, uh, please don't hate me, uh, an I am group that I have for many, many years. And yeah. she sends out an email, and she's very well known in the in the, in the group anyway. And, and she was talking about this, this time frame, and you know, the harmonic convergence, which is coming up and mm-hmm. all this stuff and what was going on. And she called it a reboot. And then literally yeah. within less than four days, I had two to three other people talking to me from different belief systems and things about a reboot. And I was just like, wow. So, I guess that gave me a sense of understanding because, of course, when we last left our live show, it was on the tower. And as we've talked about this being a journey, I've noticed over all the cards that we have done how our timing is. Those cards, as we've discussed, have a personal process for the for people who get, you know, connect with doing the tarot and or just, you know, learning about it. And it was fascinating because I'm sitting here going, are you freaking kidding me? We've got the tower for how many weeks now? And, <laughs> yeah, you know, I didn't even think about so that. It was, and I was watching, and, you know, when, when you know, the death of, you know, Ruth Peter Ginsburg, and I'm just like, yeah. the tower, you know, so obviously – I'm grateful we're on the star. I really am because I yeah, feel not because it's a good card, which it is, but because of what it represents and what it says and, and where in this journey. And it does, it kind of plays into the concept of reboot, the concept of what, you know, when something isn't working, like our computers don't work, we turn them off, we turn them on again. Okay. Right. Um, we don't leave them off for 20, you know, we, we, you have a certain amount of time and it's almost like it resets. It kind of gets back or we have to go to factory reset or whatever they wind up with. But I realized that's what we're trying to do right now. That's what really is moving the energies because right. it's been so off base. So that's what I've been doing for the last couple of weeks is, is personal, but also dealing with, um, the stuff that's up, the, the, the political scene, the, the ecological scene. The, the mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, we have another, you know, hot heat wave thing and we're look on a fire watch. Whoa, you know, that kind of stuff here. So, <laughs> yeah, just to add a little bit more spice into the weekend. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> we have a it's kind of like, oh, morning. 
our 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 uh, our wall bridge fire, the one that was out, at, you know, towards Gurnville, had you know become contained. What was really hysterical was I took my dogs to I follow like I follow my hairstylist, I follow my dog groomer, and she moved to a location up in Windsor. So I drive my dogs up to Windsor, which isn't any more different than when I was driving the other direction to where um, she was before. And I'm, so I, I left them up there. She said, oh, two hours. And so I did some errands in San Rosa, and I took a long route, which I never do, through Fountain Grove, which I have vowed never to go through again because of how burned and ugly it, it became and in a, in a, how yeah. emotional but I decided it was time for me to do that. So I went up and over and came down and, and took Old River Road, I mean, uh, yeah, um, Redwood Highway. And all of a sudden, there's a fire chief driving fast past us. And I look up and over, kid you not, at Cardinal Newman is this huge pool yeah. of smoke coming up. Yeah, I read about and I that. Was, I went, oh, my goodness. So I was trying to drive and not look and go off the road, obviously. And then I would pull over and check to see where it was. And it was, you know, still going. And so then there was a fire truck that came down and another, you know, fire chief. And, you know, I went and got the dogs and came back. And it wasn't as bad yeah. when I was coming back. Yeah, but you never know. So, it's, you know, it's yeah, so, it's but, fear because you don't know. That's it. So yeah. I was just, you know, going, oh, wonderful. And I think looking at that, looking at, like, it was a fire and they got to, they, they got it, okay? Yeah. What caused the fire was some landscaping people that decided to do the mowing of the dry grass in the afternoon mm-hmm. rather than, right. and the fire chief is saying, we have told and put out notifications to do it in the morning when the moisture is more, there's more moisture and less likelihood, and nobody seems to be listening because this is about the right. sixth or seventh one we've had in the last week. And I'm thinking, okay, so it, I don't know. Maybe it just it sort of made me look at, okay, so I've got, you know, we've got that. And it, it did present me with a moment of fear yeah, because of what that whole process is with us. So, I don't know. I mean, we're we're having to see our world changing. And I think it's as, as difficult as when people had World War One and World War Two, where it changed their world. Yeah. And then when it and when they came back when the war ended and they came back, their worlds were dramatically changed. And you know, right. I'm not saying that this is you know, the war, war consciousness, but it's how we have seen and, I mean, what my father would talk about, what my mother would talk about, you know, because they were older people and, you know, had lived through a lot of the changes, but how change happened. And I think yeah. that's what um, we're experiencing. So enough. I think yeah. we can we can... Unless you have something you want to rebut on or say more? No, not at all. I think, you know, it's intense times. And hopefully by focusing on the star card for the next couple of weeks, we can bring in something a little better, <laughs> more soothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really, really, really. It's like, oh, look at this. Actually, it's interesting because, you know, um, the Weight Rider Smith deck, um, the Paul Foster case, my my personal deck that I use, I, you know, I've got all the different pictures, obviously, and I'm looking at it. it. It's very soothing. It's like, yes, this is a card of, you know, inspiration. And I think with that, I'm going to turn it over to you to start our mm-hmm. ritual of how we do this. Yeah. So those of you who have been following along, we've been exploring the major arcana of the tarot and getting a little bit more in depth with its originations and meanings. And we're going card by card, which is super fun. Uh, today we reach the 17th card, which is actually the 18th card, but it's number 17 in the deck. And it is the star card. And we're going mostly off the Rider Waite Smith imagery, although we do take little sidebars into some other decks that we like, but 
um, the star card of the Rider Waite Smith shows a woman who is naked and she is pale and has blonde hair and she is kneeling. One, her knee is on the land and her foot is in the water. And in each hand, she holds a water pitcher that she is pouring out and she is pouring both into the water and onto the land. Um, there are five streams coming out of the pitcher that is being poured upon the land, which has significance, like we'll get into. Everything has significance. Um, behind her, there is a tree with a little bird in it, a little, sun, little guy. He's a, an, an interesting-looking bird. I think there's probably something to be said about that. There is one uh, – there's eight pointed, there's several eight pointed stars, but there's one large yellow eight pointed star right above her. And that's surrounded by three white stars on either side. And then there's a, a seventh white star sort of um, in the background. So there are seven white stars and then an eighth large yellow star. And that is the Rider Waite Smith um, imagery. And, you know, all of these, all these little symbols mean stuff about the overall energy of this card. Um, do you want to say something about the stuff? And we'll go, we'll follow that trail for a minute. Okay. Well, I mean, obviously the stuff, well, some of what I would say is number one, um, because it's the card 17, you mentioned that it's actually the 18th card and, and all that, that, you know, the number 17 represents the interior light that illuminates, and it's 10 plus 7 as a caterer. Basically, this is a place of rest. I love that idea. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that, you know, we have to go farther up the mountain, but we can we can rest right at the moment. We can, you know, look at what's happening and stop, and it talks about meditating and recognizing that you um, – that now we do, we are a creator of, you know, our our, our world in, in a manner, and we use our imagination, but we still have to get better equipped and perfect the details, and that this is, you know, one of the things that, you know, kneeling on the land, it's the voice of inner direction. So mm-hmm. I feel it, it gives me a sense that, I, you know, and of course, ten is the wheel, and seven in is, you know, the uh, oh god, that, talk about where my brain went somewhere on the <laughs> chariot, which of course is, you know, taking us, you know, forward. So you know, the wheel, which is part of a chariot, you know, kind of makes you feel like it's it's allowing movement um, yeah. to start, whereas we've yeah. been tearing down shit with the tower. Now we have a right. chance to kind of rest and start to build up stuff. So yeah, that's my side. Yeah, of I like this. I like the concept. You know, the the tower sort of rips us to our foundation, right? And so here with the star, this is the next energy in the series. This is the next step in the this idea that the the major arcana is an initiatory process. So right. this is a repre- This is the the pre- peaceful period after the destruction and turmoil, and because we've been through so much challenge and hardship, we are stripped bare of limiting mm-hmm. beliefs. We are stripped bare of things that have held us back, and we are at our core essence of who we are. Hence the nakedness, right? Right. Um, that, that she is naked, and and you know she's um, she has water in her left hand and her right hand. This is the conscious and the subconscious. She's pouring it onto the earth and into the water. So she is um, working in those cycles of fertility and feeding the earth and, and pouring water into the depth and keeping that um, cycle of fertility going, all of that stuff. The five streams that are coming out of the one pitcher being poured represent the five senses. Um, and then we see her with a foot on the ground and a foot in the water. And this is about practicality and emotion. It's about um, groundedness and depth. It's about intuition and balance, right? So she's, she's, she knows how to utilize both of those things. They are not in opposition to, to each other. With her, they have found balance. Um, mm-hmm. And she's vulnerable because she's naked. So there's also this idea of vulnerability in the strength of standing there. Uh, right. And it's believed that this, the actual stars, the large star represents the core essence of a human being, the one core self. And then all the smaller stars, the seven 
smaller stars are representing the chakras. So this is a, you know, this is an intensely healing card and it, it tips on to emotions, practicality, spirituality, our senses, our physical bodies. Like it really does connect into all of the different realms where we might be needing or seeking healing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely. And, um, with the eight and the eight-pointed star, we go to the number eight, and of course, mm-hmm. eight is is strength, and it is you know the feminine energy, the female that is tamed, or and I don't mean it in a negative sense. It means you have shifted, and you are in harmony with the 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 animal nature, but also the masculine energy, because of course that's mm-hmm. the idea of part of what the we've already discussed with you know the strength card but um yeah it, it it's it's a really beautiful it's a beautiful symbol you know and indic- you know is able to show future accomplishments of goals that are being uh, put into place and i think yeah. that you know in this time frame both personally for you know both phoenix and i and also for what we're seeing out there. This is a really excellent uh, yeah. anchoring cost, you know? Really, I look at this, and the more we talk about it, the more I'm going, yes, yes, this Yeah, is it. let's hang out here for a while. <laughs> and, of course, you know, it. Uh, she's got long, flowing hair, and, and you know, the, you don't, in the, the Weight Rider Smith deck, you don't see it flowing down her back, but obviously in both my deck and the Paul Foster K deck, they have a lot of, you know, the hair. And in tradition, the hair is power, and it is our mm. personal power since it comes from the crown chakra or the, the crown. And um, I see this as, again, the same things of the flow that the water is giving both onto the to the earth and to the you know, the the uh, water, the pool, it is also the flow that we are, you know, the showing there is a flow too with the soul, the, the soul of the star and the, the, the being that is the human. So. Yeah. I always and, find this card really soothing, and this is sort of like a sidebar. It really has nothing to do with any of the officials um, around what this card is, but I always feel like there's something Aquarian about this card, which is, you know, kind of, I always think of the Aquarian as being the kind of the weirdo and the outlier, but also, you know, if we're supposed to be moving into this age of Aquarius, whatever the hell that means, it's supposed to kind of bring us back to connection and, um, you know, all of these concepts. Um, There's also a little Gemini about this card, like being in two minds and two connections and and holding the balance. There's something Mm -hmm. really... um, uh, it's it's not a gender fluid image in the Rider Weight deck because that um, uh, it it just isn't. We'll see that when we get to the end of the deck. But but there is something fluid about this card because it it holds the binaries all within her. So it's like um, the, you know the character on this card is not this or that. She is them all. She is both. So she, it's like she's beyond. The binary, and I really appreciate that. This card always just, I, I like this card. It's one of my favorites. I have a, I've been doing an ongoing spell work since the pandemic started, and I have a, a salt bowl out with herbs in it and garlic and things for, you know, health and things like that. And I keep um, the star card in it. I have a mini deck, and so I took the star card out of my mini deck, and it just sits right there in the top of the bowl of salt. Because it just really feels like the energy we need right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, definitely, definitely. One of the things that we did, you know, we we didn't skip over, but there is a bird, an ibis, which is mm-hmm. a Egyptian bird uh, representing the the god Thoth, and you right. know, in terms of iconology. Um, and basically, you know, you've got the, the tree, which is the mind, and of course, you've got this little bird sitting there. And so, I would probably, you know, want to just say that um, the bird Ebus is, you know, of thought rests in the tree, which is mine. So again, we're talking mm-hmm. an air, an air reference 
but and you saying that you know it is a uh, it's Aquarius. Well, it is the card that represents Aquarius, actually. Right. And, um, which again, we I love Aquarius, an air card. It's a fixed air sign, but it's a water bearer. So it right. kind of it kind of right. gives you the things. The um, the Hebrew letter is Zadi. Easy. I love the, the word. I looked at it and I kept going, I love this word. And it's <laughs> P-Z-A-D-D-I. And it's the mm. fish hook, you know, and it's about angling. Now, angling is when you're going fishing. And, you know, fishing is like going for a quest. So it has kind yeah. of all of that energy as well. Um, and it basically deals with the skin, the ankles, and the calves. It's considered Isis unveiled. And mm. the um, the intelligence, of course, is natural intelligence, which goes back to nature, where she's naked, she's in her natural state. Um, it's a it's a earth and water scene. So you know, I see the that's a lot of Paul Foster cases very into all of these other things. But when you start looking at whatever you're using. You know, the Weight Rider Smith deck, Paul Foster Case, or either of our decks, which we'll talk about after the break. Um, mm-hmm. It's all about, the, it, it has these things in it. You don't necessarily have to be spouting it. But it's good to know, um, you know, that, yes, rulers are Saturn and Uranus. Well, what's retrograde right now, by the way? Saturn yep. and Uranus. Yep. <laughs> which, you know, I think if I'm not mistaken... I know Pluto goes direct, as does Saturn, within this month. So we have some planets that are moving forward, which, again, if you're looking at what Yeah, October is supposed to be pretty intense. Yeah. So um, that energy, I think, is what we're seeing. But, you know, what we use this energy for in its, you know, it's supposed to be from the altruistic it, you know, it has an impersonal, but it is an impersonal that becomes personal because you have to, you are the conduit that you that brings through whatever is going to come through. So you do make it personal. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, you know, I, I just figure we throw that out. And if you want to say anything about the, the meanings and then, you know, what we can go to um, our break, yeah. commercial break. Yeah, I think... You know, what What just comes back to me over and over again around this card is that it, it, even though if you did a reading with this card, this might not be obvious, right? Because it, what I'm looking at right now is the the following of the tower and the, the tower being the energy we're coming from and then we land into this card. So if you're doing a reading with this card, that's not going to be as in your face. You know, it's not mm-hmm. going to be as obvious. But it is, it's an important part of the energy of this card. And I don't know, before doing this, you know, reading um, the cards like this and and on the radio show, I don't know that I even would have uh, recognized how intense that transition is. Because if you, we've all been through periods of challenge. We've all been through periods where our worlds crumbled around us, you know, and, and that could be from death or finances or job loss or relationship losses, you know, the, the, our worlds crumble in a myriad of ways. But mm-hmm. it's the step after that, it's the step after that that brings, like there is a moment where you start to realize how blessed you are in spite of or because of the hardship you've been through. There is right. a, a moment where you are so stripped bare that all that is left are what's really important, you know, where you're like, wow, that that tree out there is beautiful and that's all that I have in my world right now to remind me of what's beautiful. But, you mm-hmm. know, so it's like when you get stripped down to your core essence, you really have to look at who you are and it's hard and painful, but the reward, the thing that starts to pull you out of it and lift you up is this energy of the star card. It's hope and faith. Mm-hmm. Um, it's that connect, it's remembering your connection to the world and to the universe and feeling, um, feeling your blessings and finding, you know, with each step forward, finding yourself more strong and calm and stable, more aware of who you are, more aware of your own growth and how much you've accomplished. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this card for me, this card is so much about hope and healing. And 
you know, like, like Elvira, you just said, we'll get to our decks in a minute. And in my deck, it's very much a healing card, but in reading the research and kind of getting more into the, the older symbolism about this card, there is so much hope connected to this card. And I, um, that feels important for me personally right now. <laughs> you know, I'm feeling <laughs> like, yes, we do need some hope up in here for, in lots of places. We do need, we do need that. And this is the, um, you know, and also a card of generosity, that it's not just been through the ringer and you find something beautiful. It's often, you, you often feel more called to share that beauty because you know how valuable it is and you know how right. important it is. Uh, and that's another thing about people who have struggled and been through the tower times is that it can bring out a spirit of generosity. And that's something else I feel like we really need right now is open hearts and generosity. So, you know, it's a nice card to have show up at this particular moment of all the retrogrades. <laughs> really? I mean, that's, that's, that's an understatement right now because yeah. all of us, and even if we don't know, you know, even if people aren't into the astrology and things, it's like when you discuss it with people and they go, oh, my God, you're so right. Now I understand. Mm-hmm. It, it's not about necessarily knowing everything yeah. about the astrology, but it is about feeling connected that we understand because you yeah. know, that's our biggest thing. We need understanding. And on that, let us go to our commercial break. Yeah, and I think we should talk about reversal and then when we get back, yeah. if you're in cool with that. Okay. okay. All right. Well, okay. we'll be right back. You're listening to The Witch, The Priestess, and The Cauldron, a radio podcast on the LMC Radio Network. Stay tuned as more magic is coming your way right after these messages. The LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ollie, Sundays, 3 to 4.30. The Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, Tuesdays 5 to 6. The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix LeFay, Fridays 1 to 2. And Blue Flag Root Radio with Lady Muse, Fridays 7 to 8. All time specific, add three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. And oh. we're back. Yes, we are. So and so we can get to the to the next level, we need a bridge. And that bridge is what are the negative meanings or the reversals for yeah. this card. So as we've mentioned every time Elvira and I don't read reversals and we do readings for clients, but but there is still value in reading reversals if that's your gig and so it's worth us discussing. Um, and for me, when I look at the reversal of the star card, it feels like a further um, a further energetic connected to the tower. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, shit's hard, and you've lost your faith. You've lost your hope. You're disconnected. So it's not just like everything's fallen apart, but you, um, you're not finding your way through the falling apart. You're not finding the thing to hold on to. You're not finding the the healing energy or the hope, um, all of that is, is disappeared. Um, mm-hmm. you know, this can, this, where the star reverse can be a test of faith, a test of your conviction. Mm-hmm. Um, so sometimes that can be a message like, where are you disengaged? Where, where are you not doing the things that bring inspiration for you? Where are you bored or stuck? Um, are you still in, in the tower situation? And so you feel like life is hopeless. What can we do to turn that around? Because at least for me, when I read, when negative cards come up, it's, it's a, those are the cards to ask the questions about, like, okay, why and how and what can we do, rather than, oh, sorry, girl, you're fucked. You know, I like to, mm-hmm. I like to have some more homework around those challenging situations. So, you know, the star reverse feels like sucks. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't like it. Well, it is pessimism. It's doubt. It's stubbornness. It's lack of perception. I mean, all of these are part of our humanness, okay? And um, as you say, disconnect from, you know, spiritual, the higher spiritual point of reference, which, again, it's the last step. You know how teach the labyrinth. It was about the last step before you cross into the center. You step into the center is the hardest. Um, the last step on a, a walk where you're going is the hardest. It's because you're tired and you may have tripped and you may have gotten dirt in your shoe and you you know got you know all kinds of like a spider web came on top of you or something. Um, it's all those things, and by the time you're just like, I don't care anymore. It's yeah. all shit, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. But it is also the place that you 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 basically stop, and and in essence, that's the word I want to go. The resistance is gone. Yeah. You know, it's not that the yeah. fight is gone or that you're you know truly given up. I mean, you have, but the ego has given up. It said, I yeah. can't do it. And that's when the inspiration and uh, the um, insight comes in and we, we gain hope and, you know, things like that. And I think, personally, if I'm looking at what we're seeing in our, in our present, just the United States, okay, I know there's a whole bunch of countries out there and they're all having their stuff, but um, I think that's where we're at right now, yeah. that moment. Yeah, I agree. Here's my my statement on what one would look at in terms of reversals, because um, it can also mean the cards that are around it will give you. You don't necessarily yeah. have have this turn upside down to really be the answer. The 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 way it focuses on that kind of energy. There are other cards yeah. that always come up, and you know we've been reading cards long enough to know that it happens. Right. Yeah, and I think that's important. You really you hit the nail on the head there. It's important to look at what else is in the card. Look at what other what's going on around it, because that's going to inform more of the specifics and the details about this card than you know just looking at it. If you're doing a one card reading and you pull the star, you know that. Well, there you go. Healing and hope. <laughs> Unless it's reversed, uh-huh. and then it's like you're disconnected and you need to find your way back, you know. But right. most readings aren't one-card readings. They're more complicated, and, and the other cards will definitely have impact. hmm Yeah. So, so your deck um, yeah. is really a, a definite uh, personalized deck for you. So why don't you kind of go with that, and then I'll throw in mine and, anything else from Paul Foster case that wants to jump in. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, um, I read the, um, Drury craft Tarot deck for, that was written by Philip and Stephanie Cargom. And I just really love this deck because it's very Celtic. Um, and the imagery is, I, I really like the artist. So that's why I use this deck. And it's kind of my only, um, my only deck, I like, you know, I have, I have lots of decks because I'm kind of a, a slut with decks. I like them all. I like to collect them all. Um, but this one is my favorite. It's the one that I use with my clients. Um, but the imagery, the artwork, it's very, this is actually the most classic of all of the cards in the deck. It's very classic. It's a, you know, a, a, a woman naked, one knee on the ground, one foot in the water, pouring the two jugs, the five streams, like very much all of that is, is in there. And there's one large star in the background. And then there's just a starry sky with a crescent moon. So we lose that seven chakra concept, which isn't surprising because if it's a druid based deck, why would there be chakras, right? It's kind of a a different system. Um, And then in the background of, of the woman in the cards is a stone circle, which is imagery we see a lot in this deck, stone circles or dolmens or, you know, other paleo mesolithic things. Um, So, you know, but the the imagery is pretty traditional, especially if I look at some of the other cards where it's totally different. 
But um, this card is a lot about healing. Like I said before, it's a lot about finding your healing, um, connecting with your healing. And that might be on a spiritual level or a physical level, but it is so much about that energetic and connecting into it and knowing that it is there. It is at your fingertips. And, and in a lot of cases, you are already in it. You've already started it. You're already um, doing it, you know? So mm-hmm. that's why um, hope and healing feel because of this deck and how much this deck has really influenced how I read and how I look at the cards hope and healing really go together for me now mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah definitely definitely I know that um, it, it, it's I just I guess it's because there you're you said a um, a Tura flood I mean I when you when we connected back a long time ago and we started talking and then out of it we we came about well I have this deck and I have that deck and We've got decks and oracle decks. I mean, I have tubs, plastic tubs, the ones that I have gotten since I had a store. It was always, you know, three for the store, one for me, you know, that kind of thing of the, of the things. And I love them all, but there has been only a couple that have spoken to me over the decades that I have done this. And um, you have yours and mine, of course, is the Witches Tarot and, you know, <clears throat> by Ellen Dugan and Mark Evans, and it's, it's very calm. It is a very calm depiction. Again, it does have the traditional, you know, uh, items that we have talked about. It is, they refer to the woman as the star goddess, which I thought mm-hmm. was fascinating, and to me that kind of went, oh, you know. I mean, there's all these different things, which are pretty standard, for what we talk about in terms of the imagery, there's, you know, the ebus, there's the water, there's the jugs, there's the stars, there's, you know, the nakedness, et cetera. But it, again, it's very interesting because the first word it says under meaning is hope. Yeah. And you were talking about that, and I thought hope, and then the third word was healing. So yeah. um, very much about that and, you know, um, using the flow of creativity. One of the things... <clears throat> that I do when I need healing, <laughs> you're all going to laugh. It's a little old lady thing. Um, but I go and get my crocheting and I'll sit, I'll turn the television on. There'll be some binge watching thing that I watch three or four times and I will crochet. I need and you before it, you move away. I need you to show me how to crochet. I tried to follow a video, and I'm able to get one really long strand, but I can't start a second <laughs> row. I need so before you before you move away. I need you to give me a lesson. Okay. Well, and it's funny because my mother taught me how to knit, and so she's a professional. She did a beautiful job with knitting. I mean, she she did yeah. great. Um, but I got I got frustrated because it wasn't. It was slow. I mean, people can uh, knit fast. See, I can knit. I can knit. Yeah. Yeah, but I taught myself how to crochet because after getting into a car accident and being to hip to toe cast, and I was bored stiff, and I didn't want to knit, so I I taught myself how to crochet. So I'll be happy to do that as my gift right. to you. But I do that, and for me, that creativity immediately starts to balance whatever wooziness I'm feeling and, and hopelessness or whatever. So um, that form of creativity, using creativity to rebalance ourselves is so important in whatever form people cook, people, you know, sew people, you know, I, if I haven't heard one, I've heard millions of people talk about canning, you know, doing um, mason jars of, of all kinds of things. And I think mm-hmm. that's really important as a sidebar to what we're experiencing right now is that something that helps the energy shift, move, become positive. You know, in terms of that, obviously, other gods or goddesses are, you know, Thoth and Venus and Astaria uh, uh, and Isis and Ishtar. And, of course, you know, um, they they talk about them. You know, so if drawn to any of those to come out when I talk, that's fine. Usually it's more about the things we've already talked about in terms of yeah. emotional, physical healing, et cetera, et cetera. So um, 
but um, and I really just I'm going to go back to Paul Foster case because I don't know how many people fish. Um, mm-hmm. I grew up with you know my dad long time would go out on you know off of you know Coney Island and all those and fish out there right so I grew up with doing that I love fishing you know and they would take me out on the boat and you know I'd catch all the fish and they'd keep pushing me to one side and say we're going to hit this area because you've got the area and of course the fish would follow me but um, when you're talking about fishing and solving problems and just Mm -hmm. being patient and waiting for things to come is about what this, you know, when they talk about it in terms of angling or, or what they're talking about here is, is yeah. the same thing. It's a, it's a way to solve and investigate the, the unknown enigmas and problems that you have. And meditation is very highly pushed with regards to that, to keep quiet. Right. So um, I kind of wanted to bring that up again because meditation, I know we all have been told and gone through can be anything where you quiet your mind mm-hmm. and maybe the fact that I talk about crocheting is I quiet my mind when I'm doing right. that or um, when you're um, doing cooking you're you know you're you're quieting your mind to to do mm-hmm. what you're doing and be in sync so um, I think that's really well, what we're talking about and the things that are happening in our world is really, I think, important to keep reiterating yeah. that because these are not just intellectual pursuits. I mean, anything can be only an intellectual pursuit, but then you're only yeah. a happy person when you're doing that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, we've been talking about over these weeks of talking about the major arcana is, how the this is a, a rite of passage, and it is a rite of passage that you can take on yourself as as a, a magical working, uh, you know. And, and so you got to kind of plan it out and and be ready for the highs and lows that might come from it. But you know, you just start by pulling out the very first card, the fool card, and and I do I do think you need more than a week, but at the very shortest. You take a week. Mm-hmm. I think a month is mm-hmm. better, personally. But, mm-hmm. you know, you, you pull that card out. You read about it. You look at the imagery. Maybe you go online and look at the imagery from lots of different decks. Uh, or if you have lots of different decks, take the fool out of every single one and do some comparison. Maybe you trance, go on a trance and go into the card and visit with the character there mm-hmm. and see what information he has to tell you. And then you do a lot of journaling and, and meditation and self-reflection about the fool and how you are the fool and mm-hmm. how that shows up in your life. And, and you spend some time digging into that. And then when you're clear, you go to the magician and you do the same process again. All the things you did with the fool, now you go to the magician and you do it. And, you know, the beautiful thing is this is a, it is a path of self-discovery. It's going to bring you a, a ton of information about yourself. You're going to have revelations. You're going to have highs and lows. You're going to have things that come up that are hard and things that come up that are beautiful. It's a huge self-reflection. And it, this is a practice I have done. So I'm, I fully can see where this could be a, a difficult for some folks, right? Cause it's, mm-hmm. it can bring up hard, hard stuff. Um, but the other thing is to know that ahead of time you know by the time you get to the star card you've been put through the ringer a bit and so how can you use that as medicine how can you use that as a balm and how and how can you prepare for the tower card (laughs) when you get there you know um but i i do think that the tarot can be used for more than just divination or or reflection on a situation or a problem you can use this for for personal work, for soul work, for self-reflection on your own journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's really important because I remember doing the beginning stages of what you're talking about, of you know, and, and started with one week, and and yeah, I mean, I think it's because when you're I hate to say this. When you're new at what you're doing, you're so excited. You just want to get yeah. going and through it, you know. Absolutely. And 
and as we have gone on in our world and either aged in chronology or just aged in experience, um, Mm -hmm. we realize savoring it, and it's harder sometimes with the harder cards, but still you, 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 you know, the word persevere, you continue, you, you move forward and through it and, and go through the garbage and, you know, it's kind of like, hi, I think I'm going to go clean out my closet. And um, I actually did that uh, earlier this morning, believe it or not, uh, where mm-hmm. I was looking at, you know, something and I go, what the hell do I have all this shit for? And so there I am <laughs> and, you know, pulling out stuff and, and going, I don't need these. I haven't worn this. What the hell is that? You know, and I just, because I'm willing to start letting go of it, whereas before, yeah. hell, I kept it in the closet or, I kept, you know, wherever it was. The same thing yeah. is about emotions and, and mindsets and, you know, patterns we have. It's, it's constant and no matter how minimalistic you get you are never going to get completely clear of it all because we're a human being in a body with emotions and a mindset and we come up with stuff and I know enlightenment is possible but I would probably say on a contingency basis yeah yeah absolutely you know but um so yeah, that's the. Uh, <laughs> it's. I just happen to love this card, and I was so, as I said, so happy we were doing it. <laughs> it was like, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, a nice little energy shift, right? Especially with everything yeah. else going on. Exactly. Yeah. So, but, and I love the idea of, and as we have done, the cards have a way of, like with us. We can't do one, two, three, four, five, and every one of them. Things have come up, either mm-hmm. um, a solstice or an equinox, and we we want to, you know, put our, you know, our show we've done for that up for people to, you know, enjoy and participate in. Or mm-hmm. we have had things that have happened that we needed to, to be focused on or will need to be focused on, and then we change. And it's it's a natural flow, and I think that, you know, um, it's very healthy. So yeah. when you're doing your cards, be with that. Be with the health of that process. Right, right. Yeah, and I think, you know, um, I think when we get to the end, we're, and we're close, you know, we're starting to come to the to the end of the, of the, the deck here, but I think we should do a retrospective and look back at, at kind of how this project unfolded and shifted and changed and impacted our lives and what came up when and, uh, and go back and revisit the tarot card reading we did at the beginning of the year and have a kind of like tarot reflection episode. I think that would be fun. (laughs) I do. And, you know, it'll probably be somewhere from what I can see approximately Mm -hmm. um, at the end of the, um, well, probably after Halloween, after Samhain, um, oh, yeah. possibly after the election. So in November when, you know, we probably are going to need to actually do that and do reflection yeah. on it. So. Yeah. yeah. But, um, but it also sounds like we're uh, going to do an Ask the Witch segment soon. So just a little plug for that. If you have questions, if there's a topic that you would like to hear us discuss, if there's something about your personal practice you'd like some clarity on, please do send us a message. You can do that by going to witchpriestesscauldron.com. That's our website. And you can fill out the little questionnaire box and that will send us your question that we will try mm-hmm. to get to on air. So, um, yeah, we're going to do that, I think, two weeks. So, Yep, two weeks. Uh, yeah. Two weeks. So, um, so next week will be a, a rerun because of, previous commitments that we have and then after that is ask a witch and then we jump yeah. back in with the next tarot card which is the moon which the moon the moon to say that they thought we had a second moon that was starting to come into our orbit and oh, really? I have to, yeah they did and I'm sitting there going, Tatooine, we're with Star Wars, two moons. Um, 
unfortunately for any of us who are into that kind of woo 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 way out stuff, it turns out it is space junk from a oh. uh, one of our missiles that we are one of the um, moon shots that we let you know they detach one of their boosters that's coming back yeah. into our orbit again. So you know, junk comes back to haunt us again and go away and. It's so sad that we've created garbage in space. Like, of course, humans would create garbage in space. (laughs) Well, we create garbage in the uh, waters. We create garbage on land. Uh, We create garbage in our atmosphere. We're really, really good. So why wouldn't we create garbage in space? Of course, I have a feeling that other beings out there, because I believe, you know, intelligent life is out there and probably much more intelligent sometimes than us, are just kind of going, oh, God, we've got, to sit, we've got to go clean up some shit like we do when we finally feel really shitty about our oceans being full of plastic and shut stuff. So I don't know. Yeah. Anyhow, I think our time is up. Yeah. Um, we have, you know, la- we've talked and bemoaned and joked, and I think it behooves us now to say thank you for listening and uh, yep. have a good couple of weeks. Yeah, and we'll see you in a little bit. Yes, we will. All take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Witch, The Priestess, and The Cauldron, a radio podcast on the LMC Radio Network. Our podcast airs live every Friday at 6 p.m. Pacific and will be available for download. Questions or comments on this show or ideas for upcoming shows can be sent to our website, and that's at www.witchpriestesscauldron.com. Again, that's witchpriestesscauldron.com. On behalf of Elvira, Phoenix, Alan, and myself, Gwion Raven, a big merry meet and merry part and merry meet again. Blessed be.